you for tuning in tonight for Queen the Queen edition with my friend and my sister, Queen Sora. And I'm so excited to hear about her testimony, you all. She has so much um, that she's talking about tonight. But the major part that I want you to get from her testimony is how she is an overcomer. It's so many things that could have stopped her um, from just a journey with her and her children with autism and other special needs and things that um, even with her own personal, sometimes you just, you think it just stops with the, the diagnosal and having special needs children, but no, you have your own things that you might have going on. And even with her own personal relationships um, with as far as her husband and ex-husband and just different things that again could have stopped her in her journey and her ministry um, even you know I don't want to spoil too much but there's so many things that I want you to get from this but I want you to think about the word overcomer uh, throughout it all it doesn't matter what things may look like on the outside it's always about the true spirit and heart of someone on the inside and um, Queen Sarah has definitely has a true spirit of a woman of God. So I want you to think about the word overcomer and just jump in and enjoy yourself tonight and listen to this conversation. There, and there is that kiss. <laughs> I, I just was saying. <laughs> I was just saying, if something crazy going on the internet is going to happen, it's just going to happen. It's just, we just have to let, see, what it is, Satan knows it's going to be a powerful conversation and he's already upset. So, <laughs> so but we're not going to give him any uh, glory today. We're giving God all the victory in advance for this conversation. And um, I want to start off, in fact, you already know why. I've already started off in prayer. But would you mind telling us your name and then telling us a little bit just about your story? And just, I want to just jump into just who you are. Okay. I don't even know where to begin my story. I know it's a lot. <laughs> um, so my name is Sora, and I am owner and Hope in the Light Candles. And I'm also a mom of three kids. Uh, one with autism and one with a rare microdeletion genetic disorder. So 19, 14, and 9. And, and as far as how did you get here? Like, how did you get, just, I, I want to know more about, in fact, what I want to really know about is the um, diagnosis. So how did you, because I know you said that was a rare diagnosis. So I wanted to make sure our audience even knew about what's the difference okay so it was like a light switch with joe when he was five he was fine and then all of a sudden like things started happening severe anxiety like we couldn't even put him in the car and go across a small town that we lived in at the time like it was crazy all the things that were happening of course first thing <laughs> diagnosed was adhd but as time went on I'm a very observant mom and I do a lot of research. Like if you're gonna do research on medication, don't just look on one page. One exactly. web page information can be different. You have to thoroughly research it. Well, come to find out. So the, the year I'm sure most people on here are aware of a DSM-5. It's the book that all the mental disorders are in. So the year they gave Joe the test for Asperger's and basically said he Asperger's, but that was the year they took it out of the DSM-5. <laughs> mm. So you had to be 
grand, I used to work mental health, so you had to be grandfathered in and diagnosed prior to that to keep the diagnosis. Um, so here he was with this specific diagnosis, but wasn't diagnosed, basically, exactly. just that he had autism. Um, as time went on, I noticed that his behavior was very different, and someone had messaged me and said, have you heard of this? It's called um, PDA, um, Pathological Demand Avoidance. Um, so in like the UK and Europe, they've started embracing this, but not yet here in the States. So they typically look like an Asperger's child. However, their behaviors are specifically different. You know, high anxiety, very um, seclusive. You can't tell them what to do. They do it of their own free will in their own free time. And so let me tell you, he's 14. <laughs> bathing to do chores, life skills, just like to leave the house for any. Oh my goodness. Just patience, lots and lots of patience. <laughs> it is something how God will, if you ask for patience, be careful because he'll give you reasons to ask. <laughs> well, people would always say, you know, I think God gave them to you for a reason because he's not going to give you more than you can handle. And I would respond, well, I think he got the wrong person. <laughs> I don't know, but a memo got crossed somewhere, you know, because it's been, so there's no guidebook. special needs so I had a little bit of training prior to that because my oldest daughter has a rare disorder um, it's a micro deletion 50q 13.2-0.3 I know it sounds like Star Wars but um, <laughs> what you think about that diagnosis is the doctor called me and said hey people have been born I'm sorry on it so my portal information was a Facebook um, support group for this from around the world and I couldn't connect with the other parents. I think this is good for autism parents as well to be in a group because you don't know what's going on. You can be like, hey, are any of your kids doing this? But for some of Joe and Ariana's stuff, I would put the stuff out there in the groups and then I would go to the doctor and say, hey, this is what's going on. Other people within this group are displaying this behavior, um, whatever's going on as well. And it was really informative to the doctors when I went in and formed. They're like, oh, you know quite a bit. So I think it's sometimes, a lot of times when you're a special needs mom, a lot of times we're going to the doctors by ourselves. Mm. Every husband or father, but it's hard for them to embrace that yeah. their child is not how they should, not necessarily how they should be, but how, how they, they imagine them to come right. out behaviors and all that and it's hard for them especially men and sons it's hard for them to embrace that um so sometimes doctors will look down on you like you don't know much email so i think it's really important to go in educated yes yes and it is a blessing that you had that background because sometimes you can feel a little intimidated with the doctor's questions. And I always tell people it's, it's good to just, you know, inform yourself about, you know, what questions you want to ask the doctor prior to going in and just have some documentation, make a journal entry of different things uh, about your child. Because you know, even with me and Daniel, that was the biggest thing for me. I, I noticed him, not just, just those things that make him a little different. Not the typical child. I think all children are different. I was at school 
school teacher, so I've never seen whatever this typical child is, show me what it is and put it into a box because I've never seen a typical child. All children are different in some realms, but children on the spectrum and children with those special needs, it's a reason why they need those special accommodations. So you, yeah, you're your child's first advocate each and every day in knowing how to you know, start those conversations, those uncomfortable conversations with doctors um, is important. And just just jumping into more things about you as well, I want to know more about your purpose. Because this purpose we play in life. So we're going we're gonna to always gonna talk about purpose. Um, I want you just to tell me a little about your purpose and your journey and just the role. Um, well, as far as parenting, <laughs> boy, it's been a roller coaster. It really has. But I've also um, just magically, magically been in the same place as someone else who needed to hear the story that I've been through because they were going through something. So I think it's important for us to know that we are not alone. And if something doesn't work, keep trying until something does. Um, But as far as my purpose, is it okay if I go into the backstory of COVID? However you want to. Okay, so in August, I became very sick with um, COVID. Um, the hospital I went to, first of all, I did not think for a second it was COVID. I thought I had an upper respiratory infection. Um, I was quickly tested positive and they sent me home with one of those fancy little finger sensors to watch my oxygen. Um, two days later, my health is crashing. Well, the hospital I went to, they text you from home to make sure that you're doing okay. And um, so we messaged them, hey, my health is crashing. These are my stats. They're like, we need to see you virtually right now. And so I went on there and they're like, you need to go to the hospital like right now. And I said, can my husband drive me? We're 10 minutes away. And uh, they said, they said, no, you won't make it. You won't make it to the hospital. Call 911 right now is what they said. And um, in that moment, I started crying because I didn't want to go. I knew I didn't know when I was going to see my children and my husband again. They knew they couldn't go with me. Unfortunately, I'm really close to the fire department within two minutes ambulance was here. Um, so I go to the hospital. First of all, they almost intubated me three different times. I was on oxygen, so many machines. Um, and when I got there, I was supposed to go to ICU. Well, guess what? ICU was out of bed. So they were mm. me on a unit that was not prepared to take care of someone with the level of medical needs that I had. Um, so I was in there for 20 days. I didn't get to see any family for 18. The first week, week and a half, I didn't speak to anyone because they put a full face mask on me because they couldn't control my um, oxygen levels. Um, so yeah, that was really, really, um, it was a really hard time because I was really isolated in the hospital. Like it was worse than watching paint <laughs> drying the walls. I will say there was a lot of crying and a lot of prayer because <laughs> that's all I had left. Now I can say because my faith, I wasn't scared of where I was going. If I died, I was terrified that I wouldn't get to spend time with my family and say goodbye to see them. So I cry oh every time. Um, I always tell people, I hope I never lose my emotion. My emotions remind me how profound of the situation that God got me through. You know what I mean? So I hope that I never stop crying when I tell this story, no matter how many times I tell it, because it really is profound. So 
20 days later, I finally get to go home. They're wheeling me out in a wheelchair to the car. And uh, my youngest, I hadn't seen her at all. And uh, she's crying in the car, I can see through the window. And I beckoned her to come out and she crawled in my wheelchair and we just cried and held each other for a while. And the nurses were about crying. Um, before we leave the hospital, we actually had to call a number. They had me at the house because I was actually on a higher amount of oxygen than they normally release people to go home. So they had to have equipment delivered to my home so I could keep staying at home on my oxygen levels. So that was really crazy. So just a slight back shift while I'm in the hospital. My husband is, he's praying morning, he's praying evening. He's praying for guidance, for support from God. He's praying also for business. Like, my wife is gonna need something long-term. And so God, I just, you know, however, if we all know God the way that we do, he does not answer us in our prayers on our time. It's his time and yes, he answers them how he feels is best fitted in our life or answers us best in our life for somebody else's life. Yes. Go through to make us stronger to be there for someone else. So I get home and I had this bit of this business we're supposed to do. We were supposed to make natural soy candles with cross necklaces in them. Um, and three days later, my husband actually had a dream where God came to him and told him what the name of the business would be. Um, and we're really proud of our business. Um, health is super, super important to me. Um, and so everything is almost green. Even the container is reusable. I'll kind of just <laughs> up. This is one so of our candles. So, oh, I love it. Um, and we, if you pay, we don't say we're a Christian business, but you pay attention, you know. So we also have our little melts. You probably won't be able to see this, but we put them in a the shape of a dove because a dove is a sign Aww. of peace and hope. Yes. So um, our business is very special to us. But also, um, we know that God has given us a platform to speak about him and what he's doing in our life through our business. Like how spectacular, honestly, is that? And it's so ingenious because we don't straight out say we're a Christian company. Right. Like you pay attention to the outlines, you definitely know, but like, things are just moving in our life and we've only started the business like I said since I had COVID so um October so I came home like September 2nd and from that time to October we we're like okay we hit the ground running and things are going amazing and wow. we do a lot of pop-ups in North County but um people know us now when we show up um We've chosen, if anyone is thinking about doing a business out there, um, one, I have a wonderful contact for you, but also would say invest in your business early. Because the sooner you invest in signage, marketing, your web page, our web page and our graphic designers are working on it. But um, that means you can profit sooner as well. Exactly. And I can tell you that we go to pop-ups. There's people who've been going, been doing it for several years. And their display doesn't look anything like ours. And you know, we're we're moving to Google, we're contacting churches and um, going on podcasts. So invest in what you believe in and have faith that everything is gonna come to light that's supposed to. Um, I can tell you before we leave for any pop-up, 
we pray before we leave the driveway. Mm. Um, not just for our health and our safety and travels and to be successful, but that the right people come in our path that need to hear our testimony. Right. Um, and also for the other vendors there as well, because we're not just there for us. You know, it's like, there's just so much more to this. And, and like I said, earlier I think before we were live is um, God truly saved my life yes, and um, it means he's not done with me and I have work to do and so it's time to get my hands dirty and do mm. what I've been destined to do. I like that. Time to get my hands dirty. I like it. I like that. So a little bit more part of the backstory um, for a lot of people that don't know. So I was told first question they ask when you come through the ER door is are you vaccinated um and so that's to separate because people that work in the medical field people who are not vaccinated have a much higher rate of passing away so that way mentally they separate themselves so they don't come attached to a patient that's going to pass away so i will tell you the step down unit that i was on before i went to icu the nurses um they were super nice but when I left ICU, I went back down to that same unit and they heard I was on the unit and they all came to my room and they were like, oh my gosh, we didn't think we were ever going to see you. They counted wow. me out. They counted me out. And in fact, oh my goodness. so the nurse was amazing. In fact, when I was supposed to be discharged, they were talking about sending me to a long-term care unit. And the nurse like spoke on my behalf, says, no, she needs to be home with her family. And the doctor signed off on it. Even knowing the oxygen level was higher than it should have been and everything else. Yeah. But God, and it's amazing. You're, you're here and you're able, and people were counting you out while you were sitting up there. And you knew, because you are, you have a personal relationship with God. And I, I just, from the time I've known you, <laughs> I already tell you, you have a personal relationship with God. So when you hear people saying, well, you know, this and this about your diagnosis and what's going on with you, but you're still able to tap into that higher source and that higher power. When they told you that, what did you, what was your response back to the nurses when they said that? You know, what do you do but smile? <laughs> because God gets you through something that you didn't think you were going to see the other side from. I was so isolated from my family, even the doctors and the nurses, because when I had that full mask on, I pushed a button and they would ask what do I need and I could not communicate to them because they couldn't hear me through the mask. So it's just so crazy and um, I'm really just thankful for the opportunities that God has given us and that he's given us this business as a platform, you know, not to just so that we can live a successful life, but um, I think often people think that God abandoned me. God isn't there. Well, you know what? It's kind of the opposite. And God is standing right behind you waiting for you to realize yes. he's still there. He's your father. No matter what happens to your family, they're still going to be there, right? No difference with God, but sometimes forget just because there's walls that we can't see someone doesn't mean they're still there he's waiting for you to realize i've been here the whole time waiting for you to see me you know what i mean so I, honestly i'm just i'm really thankful and i look at life very different and i don't want to be lazy and um not um 
such a gift that God gave me with the second life. And so I'm not gonna waste the opportunity and not use this platform. I'm also not gonna take advantage of my body, knowing that you only get one. Yes. And here I am with my second opportunity. I still have health issues, right. but I'm gonna work through it. And I'm going to try to do um, whatever I can in my means to stay healthy. If it's going on a crazy, healthy diet, I have a lot of inflammation left, so I have to eat cherries with people. Right. Now I was just going to ask you how your eating is, is going on in this well, season. Like sometimes, oh, <laughs> sometimes you have to. It, it's so it's a super super strict diet, but I understand it's better for um, my my body as a whole. So I really try to stick to as much as possible. But you know what? No one's perfect. And the great thing about God, He created a moon, a moon and a sun. So every day we can start new and try harder than we did the day before. You know what I mean? That is so true. That is so true. <laughs> and I know it's that. that our body to rest, you know, right. and rejuvenize. Reju so, yeah. And with a different diet, how does the family kind of react to that? With, I know with Daniel, any time of a change with diet is always kind of, I'm never sure. Uh, but so how is your family reacting to the diet and different types of things that you're making or eating uh, for the change? My husband participates in some of it, but like that's not ice cream. I don't know what you have, but keto ice cream is not ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's he's aware. He's like, so how long do you have to be on this thing? And I'm like, I don't know, Joe. And he just says, okay. <laughs> Walks away, but every once in a while he'll, he'll ask me. Um, and if I can touch a bit on autism and medication. Oh, please. That is so hard. First of all, people are going to judge you. I've had people, oh, he just needs a spank and that'll fix his behavior. They don't understand that that behavior is communication saying he's not yes. right in that moment and his environment. Um, so he used to be on 11 script pills with side effects. Um, he is now on three all natural. Now granted, I had to put in the research that was really hard. Um, I will also say um, vitamin shop is really helpful. They're very <clears throat> the one in South County by the mall. Um, he is really amazing. But um, we have, so some people know about leaky gut. Um, yeah. Autistic, 80, I believe 80% of autistic kids. So basically they don't hold on to the nutrients from food that they're taking. And so it looks like all these different diagnoses, but what is their body isn't receiving the nutrients it needs. So if you get them a good environment, it may make things more subtle than yes. what they are right now. So he's on a multivitamin and ashwagandha and uh, <clears throat> oh, what's the other one? Um, but anyways, they're all natural. And I would, I'm not telling you to give your kid that. What I'm saying is really educate, do the research. Don't go yes. to one web page, go to several because information is going to be different. And if you're going to be changing your child's medication or supplement and the doctors are not going to support it because they want to push the pharmaceutical. But how I look at God put these things on the planet for us to nurture and take care of ourselves. Yes. Most of the things from the planet do not have side effects, which I love. But I would say do your research, definitely. No matter what you do, do your research. 
before you go to the doctors, if your kid's on script and you're expecting them to add another one, look and see what's out there. Decide which ones you don't want them on, which are the best options. Then go to the doctor. Hey, I looked at this and this and this. Um, which one do you think are our best options out of these? That way you have a say, because a lot of times we go to the doctor, guess what? They're going to give your kid something. Then afterwards, you're going to read the side effects and go, <gasps> yes. freak out. Exactly. So go and educate. Almost any pharmaceutical is going to have side effects, no matter how you break that down. So go and educate to show the doctor you are there for your kid and you want them to have the best possible care whether it's natural or pharmaceutical. That's what I would recommend. I love it. And I, I totally agree with what you're saying as well, because that's something that we even, even with me and Daniel and our family, we had to figure out what's what works best for you and your family, because everybody's family is different. And I love how you even mentioned, like you're not pushing one thing or the other, but um, I love to have other, you know, just those other feedbacks of the different, different types of things. You have to be able to navigate and be able to research for yourself. I know, for like you said, for my son, he needs plenty of omega. He needs different things um, to keep his brain kind of functioning and moving a little bit, um, not going into too many different meltdowns. Going into stimming is okay, and going to the stimming is okay, but when they start to go um, into something that can cause another kind of, you know, meltdown moment, you want to start looking into things to help natural calming and just that could be just scents and lavender and of course maybe even a whole candle um burning at the right time <laughs> maybe so yeah. i would actually say if you're doing natural stuff like essential oils i will say um jasmine and ylang ylang are the two mm. for anxiety and stress and so you can get the oil go to like an earth mother shop or something and they'll have empty roll-ons put the oil on that they can even put in their backpack because it's not a medication and when they're starting to feel not okay to use the roll-on and for girls who have autism the jasmine's amazing because it smells like a perfume it's very floral it does. that is so, a good one Ooh, that <laughs> i've is learned good... some things along the way you know like that tip yes and if you have a boy on the autism spectrum or just a boy a roll-on might not be a bad idea altogether the smells are real um <laughs> But yes, those calm down moments and having any type of, like you said, the tools that you can take to school and still have those, um, you know, resources just to bring out that are not medication and things that they can use naturally. I'm always about more natural resources yeah. uh, because I feel like, like you said, when you start inputting more pharmaceutical things into anyone, even for myself, I'm on a blood pressure pill here and this, this that I have to take. If I didn't have to take it, I would not. And, you know, even for myself, like I, I do not like anything that's not, you know, anything that I can't do for myself as far as natural, I try to steer away from it. Well, but, and the oils are amazing. So we're doing yes. Um, and actually, um, we have quite a few candles that have essential oils in it. So, you know, aromatherapy is wonderful when you, you can. Yes. But, um, I am actually doing research for um, a parent who has a kid with autism. They want some candles uh, with the essential. For any talk about special needs. So I had a little bit of training prior to that because my oldest daughter has a rare disorder. Um, it's a micro deletion, 50Q 13.2-0.3. I know it sounds like Star Wars, but um, <laughs> what you think about that diagnosis is the doctor called me and said, hey, have been born. I'm sorry, I'm on it. 
also my portal information was a Facebook um, support group for this from around mm. the world and I couldn't connect with the other parents. I think this is good for autism parents as well to be in a group because you don't know what's going on. You can be like, hey, are any of your kids doing this? But for some of Joe and Ariana's stuff, I would put this stuff out there in the groups and then I would go to the doctor and say, hey, this is what's going on. Other people within this group are displaying this behavior, um, whatever's going on as well. And it was really informative to the doctors when I went in and informed. They're like, oh, you know quite a bit. So I think it's sometimes, a lot of times when you're a special needs mom, a lot of times we're going to the doctors by ourselves. <laughs> Every husband or father, but it's hard for them to embrace that yeah. their child is not how they should, not necessarily how they should be, but how, how they, they imagine them to come right. out behaviors and all that and it's hard for them especially men and sons it's hard for them to embrace that um so sometimes doctors will look down on you like you don't know much Andy Mel. So I, I think it's really important to go in educated yes yes and it is a blessing that you had that background because sometimes you can feel a little intimidated with the doctor's questions. And I always tell people it's, it's good to just, you know, inform yourself about, you know, what questions you want to ask the doctor prior to going in and just have some documentation, make a journal entry of different things uh, about your child. Because you know, even with me and Daniel, that was the biggest thing for me. I, I noticed him, not just, just those things that make him a little different, not the typical child. I think all children are different. I was a school teacher so I've never seen whatever this typical child is show me what it is and put it into a box because I've never seen a typical child all children are different in some realms but children on the spectrum and children with those special needs it's a reason why they need those special accommodations so you yeah you're your child's first advocate each and every day and knowing how to you know start those conversations those uncomfortable conversations with doctors um, is important and just just jumping into more things about you as well i want to know more about your purpose it is purpose we play in life so we're gonna we're gonna always gonna talk about purpose um i want you just to tell me a little about your purpose and your journey and just the role um well as far as parenting <laughs> boy it's been a roller coaster it really has but i've also um just magically magically been in the same place as someone else who needed to hear the story that I've been through because they were going through something. So I think it's important for us to know that we are not alone. Yes. And if something doesn't work, keep trying until something does. Um, but as far as my purpose, is it okay if I go into the backstory of COVID? However you want to. Okay, so in August, I became very sick with um, COVID. Um, the hospital I went to, first of all, I did not think for a second it was COVID. I thought I had an upper respiratory infection. Um, I was quickly tested positive and they sent me home with one of those fancy little finger sensors to watch my oxygen. Um, two days later, my health is crashing. Well, the hospital I went to, they text you from home to make sure that you're doing okay. And um, so we messaged them, hey, my health is crashing. These are my stats. They're like, we need to see you virtually right now. And so I went on there and they're like, you need to go to the hospital, like right now. And I said, can my husband drive me? We're 10 minutes away. And uh, they said, they said, no, you won't make it. 
you won't make it to the hospital. Call 911 right now is what they said. And um, in that moment, I started crying because I didn't want to go. I knew I didn't know when I was going to see my children or my husband again. They knew they couldn't go with me. Unfortunately, I'm really close to the fire department. Within two minutes, ambulance was here. Um, so I go to the hospital. First of all, they almost intubated me three different times. I was on oxygen, so many machines. Um, and when I got there, I was supposed to go to ICU. Well, guess what? ICU was out of bed. So they mm. were me on a unit that was not prepared to take care of someone with the level of medical needs that I had. Um, so I was in there for 20 days. I didn't get to see any family for 18. The first week, week and a half, I didn't speak to anyone because they put a full face mask on me because they couldn't control my um, oxygen levels. Um, so yeah, that was really, really, um, it was a really hard time because I was really isolated in the hospital. Like it was worse than watching paint <laughs> drying the walls. I will say there was a lot of crying and a lot of prayer because <laughs> that's all I had left. Now I can say because my faith, I wasn't scared of where I was going if I died. I was terrified that I wouldn't get to spend time with my family and say goodbye to see them. So I cry oh every time. So um, I always tell people, I hope I never lose my emotion. My emotions remind me how profound of the situation that God got me through. You know what I mean? So I hope that I never stop crying when I tell this story, no matter how many times I tell it because it really is profound. So 20 days later, I finally get to go home. They're wheeling me out in a wheelchair to the car. And uh, my youngest, I hadn't seen her at all. And uh, she's crying in the car, I can see through the window. And I beckoned her to come out and she crawled in my wheelchair and we just cried and held each other for a while. And the nurses were about crying. Um, before we leave the hospital, we actually had to call a number. They had meet me at the house because I was actually on a higher amount of oxygen than they normally release people to go home. So they had to have equipment delivered to my home so I could keep staying at home on my oxygen levels. So that was really crazy. So just a slight back shift. While I'm in the hospital, my husband is, he's praying morning, he's praying evening. He's praying for guidance, for support from God. He's praying also for businesses. Like, my wife is gonna need something long-term. And so God, I just, you know, however, if we all know God the way that we do, he does not answer us in our prayers on our time. It's his time and he answers them how he feels is best fitted in our life or answers us best in our life for somebody else's life. Yes. Go through to make us stronger to be there for someone else. So I get home and I had this bit of this business we're supposed to do. We were supposed to make natural soy candles with cross necklaces in them. Um, and three days later, my husband actually had a dream where God came to him and told him what the name of the business would be. Um, and we're really proud of our business. Um, health is super, super important to me. Um, and so everything is almost green. Even the container is reusable. I'll kind of just <laughs> up. This is one That's of so our candles. So, oh, I love it. Um, and we, if you pay, we don't say we're a Christian business, but if you pay attention, you know. So we also have our little melts. 
you probably won't be able to see this, but we put them in a the shape of a dove because a dove is a sign Aww. of peace and hope. Yes. So um, our business is very special to us. Also, um, we know that God has given us a platform to speak about him and what he's doing in our life through our business. Like how spectacular honestly is that? And it's so ingenious because we don't straight out say we're a Christian company. Right. Like you pay attention to the outlines, you definitely know. But like things are just moving in our life and we've only started business, like I said, since I had COVID. So um October. So I came home like September second. And from that time to October we're like okay we hit the ground running and things are going amazing and we do a lot of pop-ups in North County but um people know us now when we show up um we've chosen if anyone is thinking about doing a business out there um one I have a wonderful contact for you but also would say invest in your business early because the sooner you invest and signage marketing your web page our web page and our graphic designers are working on it but um that means you can profit sooner as well exactly. and i can tell you that we go to pop-ups there's people who've been going been doing it for several years and their display doesn't look anything like ours and you know we're we're moving to google we're contacting churches and um going on podcasts so invest in what you believe in and have faith that everything is going to come to light that's supposed to um i can tell you before we leave for any pop-up we pray before we leave the driveway Um, not just for our health and our safety and travels and to be successful but that the right people come in our path that need to hear our testimony right um and also for the other vendors there as well because we're not just there for us you know it's like there's just so much more to this and and like i said earlier i think before we were live is um god truly saved my life and um it means he's not done with me and i have work to do and so it's time to get my hands dirty and do Mm. what i've been destined to do i like that time to get my hands dirty i like it i like that so a little bit more part of the backstory um, for a lot of people that don't know. So I was told, first question they ask when you come through the ER door is, are you vaccinated? Um, and so that's to separate because people that work in the medical field, people who are not vaccinated have a much higher rate of passing away. So that way, mentally, they separate themselves so they don't come attached to a patient that's going to pass away. So. I will tell you the step down unit that I was on before I went to ICU, the nurses, um, they were super nice. But when I left ICU, I went back down to that same unit and they heard I was on the unit and they all came to my room and they were like, oh my gosh, we didn't think we were ever going to see you. They counted me out. They counted me out. And in fact, so the nurse was amazing. In fact, when I was supposed to be discharged, they were talking about sending me to a long-term care unit. And the nurse like spoke on my behalf, says, no, she needs to be home with her family. And the doctor signed off on it. Even knowing the oxygen level was higher than it should have been and everything else. Yeah. But God. 
And it's amazing. You're, you're here and you're able, and people were counting you out while you were sitting up there. And you knew, because you are, you have a personal relationship with God. And I, I, I just, from the time I've known you, <laughs> I can already tell you, you have a personal relationship with God. So when you hear people saying, well, you know, this and this about your diagnosis and what's going on with you, but you're still able to tap into that higher source and that higher power. When they told you that, what did you, what was your response back to the nurses when they said that? What do you do but smile? <laughs> because God gets you through something that you didn't think you were going to see the other side from. I was so isolated from my family, even the doctors and the nurses. Because when I had that full mask on, I pushed a button and they would ask what do I need, and I could not communicate to them because they couldn't hear me through the mask. So it's just so crazy, and um, I'm really just thankful for the opportunities that God has given us and that He's given us this business as a platform, you know, not to just so that we can live a successful life, but um, I think often people think that God abandoned me. God isn't there. Well, you know what? It's kind of the opposite. And God is standing right behind you waiting for you to realize yes. he's still there. He's your father. No matter what happens to your family, they're still going to be there, right? No difference with God, but sometimes forget just because there's walls that we can't see someone doesn't mean they're still there he's waiting for you to realize i've been here the whole time waiting for you to see me you know what i mean so I, honestly i'm just i'm really thankful and i look at life very different and i don't want to be lazy and um not um such a gift that God gave me with this second life and so I'm not going to waste the opportunity and not use this platform I'm also not going to take advantage of my body knowing that you only get one yes. and here I am with my second opportunity I still have health issues right. but I'm going to work through it and I'm going to try to do um, whatever I can in my means to stay healthy if it's one on a crazy healthy diet I have a lot of inflammation left, so I have to eat very quickly. Right. Now I was just going to ask you how your eating is, is going on in this you season. Like, like sometimes, oh, <laughs> sometimes you have to. It, it's so it's a super super strict diet, but I understand it's better for um, my my body as a whole. So I really try to stick to as much as possible. But you know what? No one's perfect. And the great thing about God, He created a moon, a moon and a sun. That every day we can start new and try harder than we did the day before. You know what that I mean? That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> and I know that. Like, our body to rest, you know, right. and rejuvenize. So yeah. And with a different diet, how does the family kind of react to that? I know with Daniel, anytime a change with diet is always kind of I'm never sure. Uh, but so, how is your family reacting to the diet and different types of things that you're making or eating for the change? My husband participates in some of it, but he's like, that's not ice cream. I don't know what you have, but keto ice cream is not ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and then my son, he's, he's aware. He's like, so how long do you have to be on this thing? And I'm like, I don't know, Joe. And he just says, okay <laughs> walks away but every once in a while he'll he'll ask me um 
And if I can touch a bit on autism and medication. Oh, please. That is so hard. First of all, people are going to judge you. I've had people, oh, he just needs a spank and that'll fix his behavior. They don't understand that that behavior is communication saying he's not yes. right in that moment and his environment. Um, so he used to be on 11 script pills with side effects. Um, he is now on three all natural. Now granted, I had to put in the research that was really hard. Um, I will also say um, vitamin shop is really helpful. They're very the one in South County by the mall. Um, he is really amazing. But um, we have, so some people know about leaky gut. Um, yeah. It's basically, autistic, 80, I believe 80% of autistic kids. So basically, they don't hold on to the nutrients from food that they're taking. And so it looks like all these different diagnoses, but what is their body isn't receiving the nutrients it needs. So if you get them a good environment, it may make things more subtle than yes. what they are right now. So he's on a multivitamin and ashwagandha and, uh, <clears throat> oh, what's the other one? Um, but anyways, they're all natural and I would, I'm not telling you to give your kid that. What I'm saying is really educate, do the research. Don't go yes. to one web page, go to several because information is going to be different. And if you're going to be changing your child's medication or supplement and the doctors are not going to support it because they want to push the pharmaceutical. But how I look at it, God put these things on the planet for us to nurture and take care of ourselves. Yes. Most of the things from the planet do not have side effects, which I love. But I would say do your research, definitely. No matter what you do, do your research. Before you go to the doctors, if your kid's on script and you're expecting them to add another one, look and see what's out there decide which ones you don't want them on which are the best options then go to the doctor hey i looked at this and this and this um which one do you think are our best options out of these that way you have a say because a lot of times we go to the doctor guess what they're gonna give your kid something then afterwards you're gonna read the side effects and go <gasps> yes <laughs> freak out. exactly so go and educate almost any pharmaceutical is gonna have side effects no matter how you break that down so go in to show the doctor you are there for your kid and you want them to have the best possible care, whether it's natural or pharmaceutical. That's what I would recommend. I love it. And I, I totally agree with what you're saying as well, because that's something that we even with me and Daniel and our family, we had to figure out what's what works best for you and your family, because everybody's family is different. And I love how you even mentioned, like, you're not pushing one thing or the other, but um, I love to have other, you know, just those other feedbacks with different, different types of things. You have to be able to navigate and be able to research for yourself. I know, for like you said, for my son, he needs plenty of omega. He needs different things um, to keep his brain kind of functioning a little bit, um, not going into too many different meltdowns. Going into stimming is okay, and going to good stimming is okay. But when they start to go um, into something that can cause another kind of, you know, meltdown moment, you want to start looking into things to help natural calming and just that could be just scents and lavender and of course maybe even a whole candle um burning at the right time <laughs> maybe so you know. i would actually say if you're doing natural stuff like essential oils i will say um jasmine and ylang ylang are the two mm. for anxiety and stress and so you can get the oil go to like an earth mother shop or something and they'll have empty roll-ons put the oil on that they can even put in their backpack because it's not a medication and when they're starting to feel not okay to use the roll-on and for girls with autism, 
the jasmine's amazing because it smells like a perfume. It's very floral. It does. That is so, a good one. Ooh, <laughs> I've learned good... some things along the way, you know. I like that tip. Yes. And if you have a boy on the autism spectrum or just a boy, a roll off might not be a bad idea altogether. The smells are real. Um, <laughs> but yes, those calm down moments and having any type of, like you said, the tools that you can take to school and still have those, um, you know, resources just to bring out that are not medication and things that they can use naturally. I'm always about more natural resources um, because I feel like, like you said, when you start inputting more pharmaceutical things into to anyone, even for myself, I'm on the blood pressure pill here and this, this that I have to take. If I didn't have to take it, I would not. And, you know, even for myself, like I, I do not like anything that's not, you know, anything that I can't do for myself as far as natural. I try to steer away from it. Well, but, and the oils are amazing. So we're yes. Um, and actually, um, we have quite a few candles that have essential oils in it. So, you know, aromatherapy is wonderful when you you can yes. but um i am actually doing research for um a parent who has a kid with autism they want some candles uh with the essential the farmers the soy farmers in the united states right yeah so there's lots of reasons why we do what we do we say everything in excellence and purpose we say that Love all the time it. I love it. And I got to feel you like you're going to take them. You're not supposed to do it halfway. <laughs> you don't pull Say your pants halfway up, you know, or go to work. You got to pull your pants all the way up and get the job done. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and you're definitely walking in your purpose. Um, I, I believe that you have something. You And you said you and your husband came up with this gift. You had one portion of it, he had the other. And that's how things work. Sometimes you wonder, okay, why am I having this vision? But when you speak to the right person and you put it, and that fulfillment is there. And I love to see how you all work as a team. The whole family you all is working as a team. I even saw your daughter. Yes. <laughs> our nine-year-old actually has her own candle line. Joe helps carve out the doves and then Ariana at some events. So when we say it's a family business, it really is. But I will tell you, since you touched on it earlier about me and Jake, um, my husband said that he didn't get his prayer answered was because I was in the hospital. We were separated. It wasn't until I came home that we were two flesh and one. So with that being said, also, I want to just give a holler out to the parents out there. So mothers, we parent differently. We are all heart and we love our babies. Even if they're angry, we're still going to hold them afterwards. So dads, they think a little bit different, but you still yes. got the same age. So I've noticed my husband pushes Joe pretty hard and it's hard for me to allow that. But I will tell you, he's doing more things than he did before. Yeah. So sometimes they need to be, they need that persistent. There just has to be a balance because I don't think us as moms can always uh, be as structured as the dads are, but we're very sensitive to our kids that have special needs when they're yes. having anxiety. We see those triggers and everything else before exactly. it happens, and we're right on it. Where our husbands typically don't see the triggers. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought it was just me and mine, but go ahead. <laughs> but, but that's, you know, God created us different. Yes. <laughs> do things different and that's why we're supposed to be married to have kids because there's a balance you're supposed to do it's things together 
Yeah. Exactly. And I, I love how you said that because it's, it, it does take, you know, I feel like even if you're, if you're married, if you even have accountability partners with your, your special needs, it can be your grandma. It, it has to be some kind of balance with you, but it's, it's something about if you're married and you have that teamwork and you're working together, because even with me and my husband, with Daniel, it, it's something about, you know, I have that gentle spirit. I can see this is coming on and he can, he balances out with, okay, you still have to do this and you still have to do that. And it's the teamwork that comes together. And that's one thing I'm always kind of even talking about in my in my particular plan life, in our cafes and different things that I bring up. Even if you're married, if you're not married, you still need a team. You need your accountability partner, your friend, a sister. It does take a journey and it does take friends with you. It takes somebody that you can bring into this trust because it, it takes someone, you know, with you, with it. You have God and he's gonna lead you to the right people, but you, you definitely have to open up and be able to trust, even with your husband, even with my husband, I still have to be able to trust that we can be together um, with the parenting journey or Daniel, because it's not easy. The road of autism, the road of any disability yeah. is not easy. It can turn up a marriage, it can turn up a friendship, it can turn up several things, but leading into God and leading into God and letting him be the author of what you're doing, the author of your purpose, is only gonna be more fulfilling in your future. Well, and real quick, I'd like to touch just on self-mental health. <laughs> I was just so, giving action. <laughs> as parents, especially of special needs, any parent, but specifically special needs, Ooh. it can be um, a journey. It can be a lot of stress and anxiety. And so I actually worked mental health for 17 years, but I will say, if you don't take care of yourself, who's going to, or how can you do yeah. what you need? you're going to burn out so quickly so it doesn't matter if it's a bath or you just shut the door behind you for a little and just breathe and have a prayer like self-care is so important and yes. lose ourselves in the journey where we used to like take care of ourselves put on makeup and um self-care is so important because this isn't like a short trip like you're going to Kentucky and it's gonna be over in a couple hours like this is a long lifelong journey you need to be prepared and have the skills you gotta put the tools in your toolbox yes so you can have the skills that you need to finish this plan and this purpose you know so you you gotta make sure that man you are okay you know what I mean and if you know another parent that has got special needs, please reach out, ask them, hey, are you okay? Good morning, you know, whatever, because most often we don't check on ourselves and that's really important. That's one mistake, special needs parents that we do make and it's so important, you know, and to communicate with your spouse. So you can even tap out and say, I really need a break. You know, even if it's a, a parent that does, has a hard time dealing with the diagnosis. They need to understand that it's a lot and that you need a break, even just for an hour to take a hot bath. Yes. Light a candle, hoping to light candles. <laughs> um, it's so important. I just can't emphasize how important this is. But at the same time, you also need to provide some mental health support to your kids as well. Show them how you de-stress. Put some soft music on, you know, lower the stimuli, yes. turn down the lights, and give them the skills so that when they are upset, they know what to do. It doesn't mean they're gonna learn the first time, because I will tell you, <laughs> my son told me times how to do laundry, 
And it's still not happening by himself. <laughs> <laughs> when something doesn't work, keep working at it. Try something different. But mental health for you and your child and even your husband, because he may not understand because he's struggling to understand the situation and like you need your spouse there for support. And exactly. It, it's going to be a challenge. My ex-husband struggled with it, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my husband now is definitely more supportive. And um, the, one of the reasons I fell in love with him, not only is because he's a man of God, but he was the first person that I dated that when he walked in the room, he saw Joe or Joe. Not his behaviors, not anything else. It was, hey, oh. Joe, how are you? You know what I mean? Exactly. So. Yeah, so I just think it's so important to slow down. Yes. Slow down. Life is busy. You know what? All that other stuff, clutter and chaos, it's not going anywhere. No. The dishes in the sink, they're going to be there tomorrow. It's okay. <laughs> you know what? Buy some plates. It's all right. <laughs> but take the time for you and your spouse and take the time for you. Exactly. Because everyone needs just that self mental health, the self care. You know what I mean? So important. Right. And I love how you broke it down to self care. It's, it's you, you went to several different capacities of it because it can be. Some people just think, okay, self care is just you light the candle. No, self care is you actually breathing in that candle. You actually breathing out. You actually de stressing yourself. It's not just the habits of you painting your nails. It's actually you taking your mind out for something else and you actually getting your mind onto something that's kind of just my, you know, just, just, just completely taking your mind off of anything else. <laughs> Sometimes you, we have, we get so overwhelmed and so overworked as parents and moms and caregivers that you have all these different compilations of things going on, these different scenarios going on constantly in your mind. It's just good to de-stress and yeah. just have those moments. And I love how you brought up not just having the moments, but allowing your child to see. Sometimes we want to get into privacy and do this. No, it's good to allow them to see some of the things that we do to de-stress because the, especially when you have a child with special needs, I love showing Daniel one thing I love to do is do my feet. I love soaking my feet and doing this. And one day it just so happened, I'm doing my feet and I wasn't really paying attention to what he was doing. He started taking off his shoes and putting his feet right <laughs> so, It's also good to do stuff with your kid. Like right. show them and let them see you upset sometimes. Don't let them yes. think they're perfect. They're the only one that gets obsessed, upset in the house. I think it's good. And then, you know what? Tell them, all right call it something have a code name and let them know like okay mom needs this time right now yes but do some of that relaxation stuff with them it's good go go walk stretch write you know whatever's their right. listening to music but uh yeah i think it's also good for them to know hey mom's not perfect she gets overwhelmed just like yes. i do and for them to see how you things that work for you and sometimes include them. I love it. Because again, I love how you just brought up sometimes our children can think we're perfect. And you know that's we both know that's not true. We try to pretend all the time. I always talk about taking off these masks. <laughs> but most of the time we're just trying to keep it all together. But sometimes it's really good to let them know that okay, mommy has these issues too. I have ADHD, so sometimes I have to tell Daniel, okay, mommy is getting overwhelmed right now. So guess what? We're gonna do this. We're gonna breathe in, we're gonna do this together. And he does it with me. At first he did look at me like, what are you doing? 
doing. But now he follows right along and he knows he'll hold my hand. Even now when he sees me getting a little anxious or something, he even, he knows he'll hold my hand and he'll do different things just to help me calm down. But now when he's getting to a meltdown stage, he can actually start to do those things for himself now. So I know, and it's, it's great to see things that actually are transferring and going into different realms. It's not, okay, this is just happening for one time in this moment, but I love seeing how my child and as well as other children, like when I talk to other parents, like this is transferring into different areas because you allow them to see something else. Nothing will change with your child until you allow them to see something, until you open up to them, until you realize that this uh, this diagnosis is not your child, it's just a part of your child and you have to continue to, to operate. You still have to live and, and live in the way, hopefully that God has you know, purpose for you to live but you still have to live each day. <laughs> so you can't just stop being this or start thinking you're gonna be, you know, moving in a, a realm of being perfect because yeah, that's that does not work. <laughs> that's not God. Well, that's not a God. And so often we put so much weight on ourselves. Like yes. if you go to the doctor or something, first of all, you got your emotions and you're always <laughs> you're already like mama bear, you're feeling way too much. Not only do we feel our emotions, we take on our kids' emotions. But here's the yes. thing. Our kids don't have emotions. This is normal to them. It is not affecting them at all. That is their normal. And so we also have to realize, man, we're putting so much pressure and so much weight on ourselves. And you know what? They don't even realize this is normal. <laughs> they don't know that we're out on things out in the world. And I think it's important for us to recognize how much pressure we put on ourselves. And that self-care comes in there to let go of that, um, extra baggage <laughs> it's so great because as women that's one of the, the things that we really get you know really overwhelmed with but i'm just i'm just amazed by your stories and just different things um, i do want to know a little bit more about just like children and anything funny they might be doing i don't want to hold you too much longer because i just realized what time it is we're moms and i haven't started all my dinner yet tonight so. <laughs> i have a funny story i know i sent it to you and I sent pictures to you, so I'm gonna put it up. <laughs> he must have been around 10 years old. So he's he's seclusive or whatever. So I'm like, he's not going anywhere, nothing's gonna happen. I'm gonna run to the store real quick. Okay, so Joe has a big curiosity. He has to know how everything works and he also collects things. It's like OCD. It, it doesn't matter if it's he just has to collect it and keep it. He has stuff from Christmas a few years. They're still in his in the box. And he can't give it to someone else because it's his. And he can't get rid of it because it's his. That's his. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so I run out real quick to the store. Now when I get back, he's disassembled his beanbag chair. His room is literally covered in fake snow. And there is a picture where he's literally kissing it and looks yeah. so happy. And there's a picture like I took a bunch of pictures of them coming through the door and there's literally snow falling in the air that he threw up in the air and honestly I'm so proud and in that moment I did not scream and yell at him <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to but the thing is the mess was already done and in that point he was having um, a moment of sensory happiness yeah. <laughs> even little sister was in there with him and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna let them play because the damage is done. We'll clean up later. And I did make him clean up. I had to help because he started having an anxiety attack over it, actually. Yeah. Um, he didn't 
overwhelmed real easy. But uh, fast forward, um, so COVID was like a perfect storm for him. Being secluded, he stopped, up, would not do virtual school for nothing. Mm. He was seen on the camera, and he didn't understand all of the um, virtual electronic programs that they had decided uh, for that school district to use. Um, but I will tell you, so he is a freshman in high school. He is flourishing. Be patient on their own time, but he is flourishing. He, now, it took him like a month. They wanted him to join the esports team, so he had to think about it for several weeks, and they let him sit in and watch. He is finally officially joined the esports team, which is Aww. amazing because he's yes, really letting down some of the walls in his control and how he feels comfortable. And I think it's important that we let our kids do that and just support and say, like I was going, oh, I think that'd be great. You're really good online, Joe, and I think you do great in there. And you know, uh, he really does love it. Like one day he came home and he's like, oh, I have to uh, do practice online. I have to study. We're doing a thing, and I'm like, so you're trying to tell me the teacher told you to hurry up and come home and play video games? He says, well, when you say it like that, it sounds horrible. <laughs> but yeah, and. Um, my oldest is 19 and she's doing really well through the disorder. She's actually one of the highest functioning in the group. There's like 300 cases in the world. Um, and then little Kira. She is hilarious. Oh, gosh. <laughs> when we actually got the diagnosis for the oldest one when she was nine, that's when I found out I was pregnant. And so the OBGYN told me that I need to terminate the pregnancy because they couldn't validate uh, what kind of life she would have. And it just shows sometimes you've got to have faith in God because she is the most amazing little thing. Like, she speaks a British accent like she's actually British. <laughs> my husband up a wall, but um, and she has a country bumpkin accent. She says thank you some other words in like 10 different languages and she's super strong. She does like, well, about two years ago she was able to do, and she's nine now, keep that in mind. 10 pull-ups, 152 push-ups, and a 10, uh, sorry, 40 pound barbell. Oh my goodness. And she's still like, she, her arms are still pretty ripped, even though she's not as active with fitness. But um, we know that God has something special planned for her. We just don't know yet. And um, people are always like, well, why do you tell the story about how the doctor and everyone told you to discontinue the pregnancy? I said, because life is precious. Yes. And look how she is now when they said, you don't need to have this child. Mm -hmm. So I think just um, life in general is precious. I really need to break it. Good and bad. Remember, everything is temporary. Everything is temporary. It just, yeah, it just depends on how long. And if you focus on the negative, man, things are going to be bad real quick and for a long <laughs> time. But if you try to focus on the positive, no matter how bad your day is, you can find little things to focus on that are going right in your life or people in your life who are positive. My husband and I are blessed with some amazing friends that have a lot of business know-how, but also are just amazing people that help us de-stress and remember that we're a couple and you have to go out and do things and they also keep us grounded in our faith as well so just really it's just different things you have to focus on yeah. to get through the day because 
being a special mom is or parent in general, if there's dads watching, it's it's challenging. Yes, it is. But remember everything challenging, it's gonna make you grow. It's gonna make you even better than you were before, but you have to embrace and overcome. Yeah, that's that was a, a testimony just in there. You've had several testimonies in your life. You are, I mean, you are amazing. Your children are amazing. And I just think about what you just said. Like it's, it takes several components and several, it's not just one thing for mental health. You have to surround yourself with positive people. You have to continue to pour into yourself. You can't keep pouring in. You can't, it's no way that you can pour anybody in a cup of your empty. <laughs> so when you pour in, it has to be people around you pouring in positivity and, and people um, that you can trust. And that takes a lot to get in. You get those combinations that's how you get your peace and I see you right now all the things that you've gone through you have peace and everything that you even the things that we talked about earlier you have peace in your life because you already know the source of your power where that's tapping into because of the things that you have grown through that have made you stronger and, and, and I know there's some people like I don't want to have to go through all that just to get to that <laughs> But it does take you going through something uh, to know where your anchor truly is. So I, I understand it, and I'm grateful for what He's already put me. I always tell God, "So God, you don't have to take me through anything else. We are already good where we are." But if you do, I understand and I'll just continue to tap into you as, as my redeemer and know that each day that you have my life planned and my destiny is already planned in you. But I am just so grateful that you just took some moments and just shared your testimony and shared just your mom experiences. And right now, I'm sure if you hear him, but he's having a little bit of a background. This is my life. This is our, this is the life of a mom on the spectrum. I don't hide anything. Right. And this is, yeah, I joke with my pastor all the time. I was like, today we might make it to church. We might not, but I'll be on virtually regardless of whatever we might be going through. Uh, I think this week we didn't make it to church because Daniel decided to paint my, my office and um, <laughs> his nails and different things. Um, um, I understand. Yeah, and only a parent on the, on the spectrum can understand that. Somebody else was like, I don't understand. It's a sensory thing. He was mimicking me and he loved it. So... Yeah, it took us about an hour or so to finish cleaning up. We didn't make it to our planned destination, but that's the good thing about, you know, God. He will take you out of your planned destination to be put into his planned destination. That's why I always talk about this purpose we plan like you don't know you don't know your plans, but God always knows from day to day. And I would not have given up those little moments <laughs> to talk to Daniel about maybe not putting on this polish next time. Not don't use the pink. How about we use a clear? And how about we do these things? Just right. it's so many moments that you just don't get back precious moments. Not the positive the, outweigh the negative. Always, the always. But yeah. yeah, and even in these precious moments of our conversation, I'm hoping that someone was able to. <laughs> Thank you. Someone said thank you for your transparency. And you are, you are, and I, I just appreciate your moments tonight. And I didn't know if you want to mention anything about how people can find you. And I know you have hope and faith and cattle, but I want to make sure everybody knows how to find you. I'm going to put that into everything too tonight too, but just want to make sure people know how to find you because I'm definitely ordering my candles. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait. We will find a scent just for you that will work. Yes. Um, 
So Hope in the Light Candles on Facebook. Um, we have a website that is being worked on but is not done yet. Um, and if you can't, please, please connect with me on the Hope in the Light Candles on Facebook because a lot of times we're in North County, but we're also going to be working on some events in South County. So if you connect with us, we actually put where we're going to be and what events are coming up. Because here's the thing, when the website's up, I really don't want locals to pay shipping. When we're out and about, and then if you're on our Facebook, you're going to know if we're in your neighborhood, you know? So, yeah, we just, we love people, and we love God, and we love how yes. God is working in our life. Um, and we would love to connect with everyone who reaches out to us. I promise we will personally give a response to you on Messenger. You know, my husband is home full time doing this. I'm hoping by the end of the year that I'll be able to come home. I'm trying to work on some financial stuff. If God's willing, then that's how it'll happen. But we're, we are working on things and, um, you know, we're just really excited for God, what God has for us, honestly. Um, no one knows but him, but I know that uh, he didn't save my life for me to sit on the couch and watch TV. Yeah. And it's so true. Because sometimes we have to remember, like, this is what God has for us. And our journey is only for us. No one else can get in your shoes and make candles like you. It's not going to happen. Because your gift is with, with the people. God gives your talents into you. So I cannot wait to see what he's going to bring forth for this. I just, I can't wait. <laughs> I personally feel like it's going to blow up big because even though there's a million candle businesses out there, ours is specifically yes. from being green to being healthy to uh, aromatherapy to the jewelry. Like, I don't know if you can see my emblem, but there's H in the middle. And that's so for hope because, yes. you know, God is our foundation. So we want to keep him in the middle and Jesus is hope. And so yes. um, that's, we love our logo and um, we try just to keep God the center of everything that we do. Because you know what? If you're looking for a new job and you're trying to find on your own, if you pray, I promise God is going to bring you something much greater than what you can find on your own. Say it. Come on. Be impatient <laughs> and waiting for God's timing, not yours. And you not don't know sure. your next job. There might be something you're supposed to be learning, some skill or a person you're supposed to be interacting with that you didn't give a testimony to. So I think it's just be aware. You're, as women, we're naturally just amazing people and we're very um we can endure a lot of things and juggle so just remember you're amazing you're worth it and love you are it. valued you know love it we have to remember those things and i'm telling you hope i love this i love the title i love everything about it because that right now in the world that we're living in hope may be all we have from day to day and sometimes hope is all we need people just play they don't put enough emphasis on what hope actually is i hope to do it oh you just hope to do it that means you no know, when i hope to do it i can dream into it god can feel it god can keep moving with me hope may be all we have and it's all we need so i love i love everything that you're doing with that and i like i said i'm always going to keep going with it um, I didn't know if you had anything to say. I feel so full. I just don't want to miss anything. I hope that I got a chance to share everything that you wanted to share tonight. My husband always says, um, <laughs> while we put the crosses and the candles. Mm -hmm. um, so even people who are like millionaires and say they're okay, 
what's that song that says it's a lie when you say you're okay you're not okay yes i'm okay the okay game man we ain't got nothing <laughs> so even when someone says okay check on that person because they're not okay and everyone needs hope you know what i mean and so we're just we're trying to take god's plan and fully execute it to where it's something that he would be proud of it you know and we're just truly trying to use this as a platform to talk to people about god and jesus and how they're still actively working in our lives they haven't gone anywhere exactly. you, have, you have to turn around and see that they were standing there the whole time through the trials and tribulations you were going through and so i think it's just really important to know that most people are not okay despite what you're at work you're going down the hall morning someone will say how are you but they'll keep walking you know what i mean they don't even stop to respect your response so i yeah well not even necessarily respect acknowledge 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 and we all need to let someone know when we're not okay and the only other thing that i would say um because a special needs parents moms or dads we all get easily judged by people even family members so i have family do not uh, recognize mental health or autism mm -hmm. um so i think they're important to keep them in your life however limit how much yes. toxic um how much toxicity that they're putting in your life because your life is challenged enough as it is so you know um acknowledge if they are like negative and toxic and just limit how much you're allowing that into your atmosphere you know what i mean yes you really want to surround yourself with positive people because you need to be uplifted who doesn't right. every day we all need to be uplifted but i think um we also need to acknowledge people in our life and limit how much we are allowing that toxic mess yes into our environment because <laughs> we're allowing it in you know so I think exactly. um, that's something that was a tough, tough lesson mm -hmm. I had learned with a um, family that was close to me. And I had to now acknowledge, well, you know what? You can't pick your parents. You can pick your in-laws, but you can't <laughs> just family in general. You can't pick you can't them pick and them. You limit how much say they have inside your home, yes. inside your mind. And so we need to know that our faith and foundation is God and keep that the foundation. So, and try not to get hurt when people say it. Kind of momentarily put up that wall to block it. Put up your shield. Say, oh, I'm not going to let that in. I'm doing yes. what I know I feel I need to do in this moment. As a life coach, I call it the boundary work. The boundary work. I mean... I won't say my age, but it took me a minute to figure that out. It did. Absolutely. And especially with family, it's, it's very oh, difficult to do boundary work. I mean, you can do, it's easier to do it with friends and people that you can disassociate yourself with, like coworkers, but family that you have kind of made, like, you know, people that, you know, those lean in people that you lean into and just, you know, even for myself, I was realizing I was putting a certain family member 
Um, I was calling that person I was before I was calling God and God showed me like, okay, this is not okay. And helped me to move that person down a few the pegs because it was just that conversation, things that they were telling me were not always positive and not always promoting me for my purpose. So that's been years and years ago. But even for me, like that was a very challenging thing as a life coach. I, I would recommend, like you said, those boundary work, yes. boundary work with families and, and figuring out for yourself. And I'm big on like, it's mental health. And then even if you're trying to, you said, I'm, I'm doing this myself, I'm trying to cope. If you're doing it by yourself and it's not working, find a counselor, find someone that you can talk to. Um, it's not just for you to do it by yourself. God didn't make us, if God made us alone, then we wouldn't be here you know, with other people. So he did create us to be around other people so that we can have you know, someone to intervene on our behalf, someone for you to talk to. And again, if that's a counselor, is that's a therapist, find that person, find that person, that accountability person that you can lean into and trust which are, you know, things of, of good nature. A person is going to give you real feedback, not just the things that you like to hear. Oh, yeah, you you had uh, 700 pounds. You're not gaining any weight. You're fine. No, you need to hear someone say, maybe it's time that you start taking more walks and taking less food in. And, uh, and that's an important journey. It's not always easy to hear, but you want the right people giving you information, not the toxic ones, but the right accountability partners. So also, um, and I'm just going to speak to a second for the new autistic moms out there. Um, it is okay to speak up um, if you do not know, if your kid isn't in school yet. Um, an IEP, the school is not mandated to do it unless it's in the IEP. And I tell you, they can put anything in the IEP. So Joe had special seating. He also had fidgeting toys in okay. his IEP because you've got to make your kids um, comfortable so there is special seating even a little blow up sensory thing that they sit on so they can feel like they're still moving yes. even if they're not or rubber bands on the chair so they can fidget with that with their feet so they can still focus we had lots of that stuff in the IEP and then also for church it's okay to speak up it, it's okay to let people know you're handling it but also my son had a lot of anxiety and one time he was throwing up in the bathroom from having anxiety attacks. And so I spoke up and told someone, oh, I don't think we're going to be able to be here that often. And um, I asked them, I'm like, do you have a headset that he can wear? Mm. They're like, you know what? I don't know. Let me go talk to the production group. They came up with a headset and they kept it at the desk just for when we came. So yeah. I think it's okay to speak. Yes. And there's solutions you don't know unless you speak and talk to someone. It is so true. Yeah, so I think it's it's important. So like those two things, because you need to have some type of normalcy. Your child needs Say to have it. normalcy. Their normalcy just looks different. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you just have to adjust it a little bit, um, tweak it, and you know, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through it. I promise you, because every day people are graduating, you see special needs kids crossing that sand, that sand. It's it's gonna be okay. Is it gonna be trying? Oh my gosh, you have no idea. <laughs> but it's okay, and you are. I love it. I love how you said speak up because if you know if you don't speak up for your own child again, you're your child's first advocate everywhere that they go, regardless of even in the neighborhood. If your child's autistic, making sure that you know maybe even your local neighborhood knows about this and that. Daniel has tried to elope a few times, so it's good to have neighbors that come out and say, "Hey, he's coming out." 
you know, just to give you a warning or just to help you. It's not, you know, everybody's in the neighborhood is not trying to harm you. There are parents or different people that you do have to watch more because there are, you know, different scenarios that might occur and you have to, you know, take those at, at heart too and just kind of keep moving. But for the most part, most people are not wanting to come out and harm you with your child. You give them a, a you know, a heads up, okay, my child is on the autism spectrum. I even put signs on my doors and different things just in case anyone does come up, you know, you know, they are aware that this is different things and he might react differently. Some things are not going to be as a typical, like you said before, typical setting. Um, even at my church, they they are used to Daniel. I have the best pastor in the world. Uh, just speaking of my own pastor, Daniel has got out and eloped doing his sermon. And what my pastor did, he didn't stop, he didn't miss a beat. He, he just kept going into the sermon and he kept, he said, that's how we should be right there running for Jesus as Daniel ran around and the armor bearers got him and gave him back to me. And I mean, that, that is a church that you definitely want to be a part of and that type of love um, and that feeling, but you do have to make people aware. The first thing I told my pastor was he had autism and we all went to prayer and just, they always are praying for us and just that kind of love, true love, not judging love. Like we know how the church can get judgy, but this, my church is, is a loving church and it's not a judging atmosphere for Daniel. And I love that. Um, about my pastor and my first lady. Um, but again, it takes, like you said, the communication and letting people know what's going on. And for the most part, there are going to be scenarios that yeah. are not always pretty. Um, but for the most part, I would say 80% of when we have shared, we have gotten great feedback. So that's, that's awesome. just, yeah. <laughs> you also mentioned advocates. So Oh, yes. Advocates are really important and not just anyone is an advocate. An advocate is someone who is touched by someone they know or related to that does not have a voice for themselves and you become yes. a voice, take care of um, their needs and their wants. And so you are your best child's advocate. And sometimes you're the best advocate for somebody else's child, you know, because I've had to be an advocate so many times and not only an advocate for you, but you're going to come across other parents that are similar to you and they're going to need to hear your story and they're going to need to hear how you got through a certain something because that might help them maneuver how to figure the maze that they're in in that moment. Exactly. They're going to be so thankful that someone else could relate to them. You know what I mean? Yes. It's most yeah, you have to be able to come together with people and just, like I said, move together with the right people, the right advocates, people who actually have a heart for children on the spectrum, people who have hearts for people with disabilities, because moving around and mixing together with the wrong crowd and wrong people, it's not going to promote you to your, your purpose. So that's my biggest thing. I'm always talking about purpose. I got someone here talking about hope, and I think this is a powerful conversation. <laughs> so you put those two things together, you can't help but to have a, a fire and a passion. But uh, anyway, I don't want to keep holding you because I know I, I said I'm just going to have you for this amount of time and we're both moms. But was there anything else you wanted to kind of mention to? Um, um, no, there? I just wanted to remind them again that our business is Hope in the Light Candles. Yes. Um, and we go the extra mile to make sure that what your needs are, that you get it or the scent or if you're 
specifically mean essential oils that we do our best to make that. Um, so please connect with us on Facebook, Hope in the Light Candles. And I promise you, we will reach out to you personally and see what we can do to get you what you need, whether it's for your home, for someone with some type of medical stuff, or as a gift for someone else that you feel they just need that special little token inside, a candle as a surprise. We would love to help you in any way that we can. We also do um, candles for wedding receptions, um, celebrations and stuff. So yeah, so I'm sure this won't be the last you hear from me. We have plenty in store that God is handing us that we have not executed yet. So um, I look forward to hearing from everyone and hopefully speak to you soon. No, that's right. So again, that's hoping to light candles and make sure you reach out to her. I mean, this I'm gonna put it in our um, Facebook link as well as on my podcast. So anybody who's looking and listening, making sure that you're um, just staying tuned for the great things that she has in store, as well as ordering some candles. I know I will be ordering because I'm excited. <laughs> but uh, again, I, I do want to go ahead and just. Um, close us out today because if I know if, if I know myself I can continue to call and I have some more questions I have so many questions <laughs> I keep asking you about but I know that we do have to limit ourselves in just this conversation because I don't I want people to want a part two of this conversation so um, again I'm blessed that you were able to come today and for anyone who is listening and anybody who's watching um, Purpose We Plan Life on all major platforms and that podcast again just in case you miss something and said, like, well, I want to go back and, and listen to something purposely playing life and you can go back and listen to things again on this website in our in our format here as well. Um, but make sure you check her out, check me out, and again love you and thank you for listening today. Bye.